Episode 42, Anti-Smacking Bill Fallout. Here is the story of the great forest that caught on fire. The terrible fire raged and burned. All of the animals were afraid and fled from their homes. The elephant and the tiger, the beaver and the bear all ran, and above them the birds flew in a panic. They huddled at the edge of the forest and watched. All of the creatures gathered, except one. Only Dukduktium, the little hummingbird, would not abandon the forest. Dukduktium flew quickly to the stream. She picked up a single drop of water in her beak. Dukduktium flew back and dropped the water on the fire. Again, she flew to the stream and brought back another drop, and so she continued back and forth, back and forth. The other animals watched Dukduktium's tiny body fly against the enormous fire, and they were frightened. They called out to the little hummingbird, warning her of the dangers of the smoke and the heat. What can I do, sobbed the rabbit. This fire's much too hot. There's too much smoke, howled the wolf. My wings will burn. My beak is too small, cried the owl. But the little hummingbird persisted. She flew to and fro, picking up more water and dropping it, bead by bead, onto the burning forest. Finally, the big bear said, Little Dukdukdim, what are you doing? Without stopping, Dukdukdim looked down at all of the animals. She said, I'm doing what I can. Hello and welcome to episode 42 of J Won't Darts podcast, where I talk about being one of the Invercargill 1915. I'll explain that later. My intro was a YouTube video called Flight of the Hummingbird. I've just ordered the book, about doing whatever you can, no matter how small, to make the world a better place. It's been over for a while now. I'd decided to hold off covering the results of the anti-smacking bill referendum, and hope that an answer would come at the end of it. So far, nothing has changed. The referendum has been for nothing. To go over the anti-smacking bill again quickly, Sue Bradford, an MP of the Minor Green Party, proposed a bill that the defence of reasonable force for the purpose of correction could be used by parents charged with assaulting their children. This was very upsetting to many parents who believed in physical discipline of their children. They were for smacking and saw the law as taking away their rights as parents to smack their children. The bill went into law 2007. A petition was to be held in 2009 once enough signatures were reached. Okay, so that was a simplified version, but it gets us to this year at least. The question being asked was, should a smack as part of good parental correction be a criminal offence in New Zealand? People have been very confused about what this actually means, and people against physical discipline have said that the question is very loaded. It's designed to make you vote no, that a smack is part of good parental correction, not something that parents should receive a lethal injection over. I totally agree. I think the question is over the top. It's literally saying that something good parents do could now be turned into a criminal offence, making good parents equal to murderers. I think a question like, do you think physical discipline of children is acceptable, would have been much better, although I guess people for smacking could say that physical discipline sounds scary, and that they'd rather use the word smacking. 
I don't like the word smacking, because I see it as another loaded thing. In New Zealand, smacking generally means a light slap on the hand or the bottom of a child. People who believe in smacking don't agree that it's violent. They see it as a correction thing and quite acceptable. The word smacking is a way of hiding the violent aspect of hitting another person, I think, so I'd prefer not to use the word smacking. Prime Minister John Key said of the question, The question could have been written by Dr. Seuss. This isn't green eggs and ham. This is yes means no, and no means yes. But we're all meant to understand what the referendum means. I think it's ridiculous myself. The referendum went ahead, and most of the country seemed very angry their right to smack their children was being taken away. Most polls had about 80% support for smacking. I'll mention that people for the law change say that you could still smack your children, but others focus on moving away from physical discipline, so even I am confused as to whether smacking is banned or not banned. Sue Bradford, who came up with the bill, has been quoted mentioning this doesn't make smacking illegal, but also saying things like this makes smacking illegal. So who knows what the bill actually means? The anti-smacking bill is just its common name. For this episode, I'm focusing on the anti-smacking bill as meaning it's against smacking full stop, as it's physical discipline, and that's what the bill is focused on. Most of this episode will be clips. The first things I'll play will be people asking you to vote for their side on the referendum. I'll play too. This is Sue Bradford, who wrote the law change, and Deborah Morris-Travers of Bonardo's, a New Zealand child welfare group. The child discipline law was passed by an overwhelming majority of, of MPs because people understood that it made no sense for children to be discriminated against. For them to be the only group of people in our society against whom if someone was charged with assaulting there was a defence for assaulting them. The Labour Party made the decision to support Sue Bradfield, the Green Party's um, bill that she brought to Parliament uh, after a lot of debate. We believe that there was no place uh, in law for there to be a defence to be able to assault a child while there is no defence to assault an adult. What's important is that the law is being administered carefully and with discretion, so only parents who seriously assault their children are in fact being prosecuted by the police. Ordinary parents are not being criminalised by this law. I was Minister of Police at the time that the um, bill was passed and it was clear to me that the police uh, intended to take a common sense approach to the Act, that they would not be uh, going into people's homes and arresting good parents as was being claimed by opponents of the legislation. And I think it's proved to be the case. I did ask for regular updates and reports from the police as to what action was being taken. And what those reports are showing is that there has been a slight increase in reporting of minor assaults against children, but it's quite clear from that data that police are only pursuing cases of serious assault. Uh, and so those are the cases that are being taken to court, uh, and the police are using their discretion wisely, so parents can have confidence that the law is in fact being administered in a sensitive way. Here I have a radio debate I quite liked. Remember, the yes side is essentially against smacking, the no side is for smacking. 
So to help you make that decision this morning, both sides of the debate, Deborah Morris-Travers is from the Yes Vote Coalition, and Family First Director Bob McCoskey is leading the No Vote. Morning to both of you. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. Should we even be here, Bob? It is a bad law hijacked by single-issue zealots with a bad question, the answer to which will be ignored and cost a fortune. Well, there's a number of issues there. Um, we don't think it'll be ignored. We think that the last government actually was turfed out last election because they didn't listen to grassroots. Even Labour commentators say that. So, no, the government needs to listen to this. Yes, it's a waste of money, but it's because of political deafness. Uh, the law was passed incredibly unpopular, still incredibly unpopular. Uh, and people should vote simply because it's part of democracy and because um, who better to determine how to... Uh, parent and raise our kids? Should it be politicians and government-funded groups, or should it be parents as a mass, you know, as part of society, saying, hey, what's best for our kids? Um, isn't the whole thing a mess, Deborah, given that Bradford was about, it was all, from Bradford's point of view, it was all about child abuse, wasn't it, which is not what smacking's about? Well, actually, um, to some extent it is a bit of a mess. Um, we would have preferred a straightforward repeal of Section 59, and what that was about was granting children the same legal protections as all other citizens. They are, after all, our most vulnerable citizens, and uh, you know they need they need legal protection. What the law is also about is setting a standard to say, well, children deserve to live free from violence, just like we all do. And over time, one of the things that comes through very clearly in all the research is that we do need to change attitudes about physical punishment and our behaviours around physical punishment if we are going to get eventually to that hard end. But why might... The law, that this law was never going to address child abuse within two years. It's one important step. In addition, we need to be dealing with drug and alcohol issues, with poverty and with other dysfunction in people's homes. John Key says the current law works, Bob. No, it's not. There's been a... Uh, a, a uh... 20-30% increase in child use and family investigations and yet they're finding uh, cases that require further investigation so that we're wasting SIF's time. Uh, police in a review period, they had a 200% increase in cases involving smacking or minor acts of physical discipline and yet they're only prosecuting about 6% of the cases, Mike. So 94% of the cases, the police are just saying, oh, let's move on, these are non-abusive parents. And, and I remember an interview you had with the police commissioner last year where you said, nothing's happening, this law is doing nothing and we agree, I mean, I agree with Deborah. Let's target the real causes of child abuse. And, and even, you know, Judge Andrew Beecroft today saying we've got a hardcore group of youth offenders. Same factors, drug and alcohol abuse, family breakdown. Uh, you know, Deborah says that it's about violence towards kids. A smack on the bottom is not violence towards kids. Parents simply aren't buying that line. Deborah? Mike, can I just make a comment on those, a couple of those points? Because the increase in referrals to child, youth and family has come about because of the It's Not OK family violence campaign. And no, only a third of them, Deborah. And, and only a third. There's been a big increase in referrals because there is a very low, uh, you know, an increasingly low tolerance of, of violence against children. The, the, when you have a look at the police statistics, in the three months prior to this law entering into force, there was about one case per month being referred to the police that was a smacking case. Uh, in the last six-month period that the police have reported on, it's been 1.03, so there has been uh, cases per month. So there has hardly been a massive increase. Well, you're not including minor acts of physical discipline, and the problem is, um, but, Mike, but, as you yeah. know, they, the police can't define what is the difference between smacking and minor acts of physical discipline. Which There's makes no the definition. But, but even there, the actual numbers are very small. It's gone from three per month in the three months prior to the law entering into force, and in the past six months, 
It's been six per month. No. So the numbers are actually very small. But the bottom line is parents don't want to be told how to raise kids when they know they're doing it in a non-abusive way. Which is one of the points. Let me come back to that in just a moment. But Deborah, what you have made indisputably is parents criminals, haven't you? I don't believe so. I think of course they, they have. I, I don't believe so. The, the police statistics do not bear that out. There has been a lot of fear-mongering coming from Bob at <laughs> first. The, the police statistics are quite clear that they are dealing with more serious levels of violence. And if you talk to the police about it, they will say that they are only taking cases where it's very clear that children are at risk for a, you know, a variety of factors. They are not uh, pursuing parents you know, willy-nilly, and we have not seen a massive increase and so-called good parents. No, a, that, that's a bit, Bob, that's a very good point, though. I mean, the world has hardly come to an end, has it? It has. The police say it's business as usual. Talk to parents. It's not business as usual. Well, um, I mean, no, my, my, they... my, Bob, my parenting hasn't changed one iota since the law passed. Not one iota. I haven't paid a minute's attention to any of this. Have you smacked in the last two years? Well, I never smacked my kids anyway. OK, well, it hasn't changed for you, but for the uh, two-thirds of parents that may choose to use a smack in a non-abusive way, it has changed because if they choose to use it anyway, and the polls suggest they still are, the interesting thing about the poll at the weekend, Mike, was that even amongst the parents who said, no, they haven't smacked in the last two years like you, uh, two-thirds of them still didn't think it should be a crime for parents who no. choose to. See, Mike, if you put your kids, if you choose time out instead, but you lock them in a dark room for three hours, I'd call you a child abuser. Yeah, but, I'm, but I don't lock... It's the problem, it's the way we use it. It's the rotten parent who applies it. There's a really important point here, though, and that is that over time we are seeing more and more parents recognising that hitting children is the least effective way to guide them to behave well, especially in the long term. But that's, no, De Deborah, that's good, Deborah, that's good, Deborah, that's good. That's good. If people come to that conclusion on their own behalf, that's brilliant. You don't need a law to tell them to do that, though, do you? Well, I think that, that it's important for all children to have the same legal protection as all other citizens. So, so, so that in those rare cases where there is a serious assault, if it's taken to court, that, that the adults cannot claim a defence for that assault. You know, we, we can't do it as adults, so why, you know, it's not okay to hit adults. All right. so Some people think time out is bad too. Some people, uh, you know, there's been a recent conference where they said, oh, time out is a breach of a child's convention on the rights of the child. You know, I mean, where does it stop? It's actually an anti-correction drive. It's basically saying, look, you know, uh, you, you just don't correct children, and, and that's no. what under, underlines this law, that you can prevent bad behaviour, but you can't correct them. Mike, can you determine when you're correcting your, your twins, you know, are, are you preventing bad behaviour or are you, are you correcting it? Who knows? All right, let me give you, a, let's wrap this up. 30 seconds each. Deborah, give me the pitch. Why should I vote yes? You should vote yes because vote, voting yes is an aspirational vote for less violence in our homes and less violence in our communities. It's a strong stand in the interest of strong families and safe children. It's about protecting children and it's about re uh, protecting them and retaining their right to legal protection in the law, which is something all of us as adults enjoy and it's something that New Zealand children deserve to enjoy as well. Bob, 30 seconds, give me the pitch. Vote oh, no. Smack is not child abuse. Look, we're desperate to target the real causes of child abuse, but don't target real parents. Uh, let's deal with, the, with uh, what really puts kids at risk, that's drug and alcohol abuse, family breakdown, non-biological uh, adults living in the, house, uh, in the house. Let's get real about the causes of child abuse, but leave good parents alone. All right, you two. Appreciate it very much. People generally were for smacking still. Most polls were somewhere over 80% support for smacking children, so that's a no vote. It became clear that the referendum would go the no voter side, allowing parents to physically discipline their children. This was mentioned in this news piece while the votes were being checked. 
Even anti-smacking campaigners are conceding they've lost the controversial $9 million referendum on smacking and the law. The results will be known in a little over two hours, around 8.30 and Nightline will have them. But recent polls indicate a substantial majority have voted no when asked the question, should a smack as part of good parental correction be a criminal offence in New Zealand? Laura Turner has been following the referendum and she joins us now live. Laura. Hillary, our vote counting will begin in just under an hour's time and while it's becoming pretty obvious already which way the result will go, there is a strong uh, argument out there that that result is not going to be a true reflection of the way New Zealanders are thinking about smacking. Little Oscar Bourne is just two days old and it's anybody's guess whether he'll be a handful for his mum. Debbie Bourne says she'll try to use non-physical discipline but she's not against a smack. If he doesn't respond to some of those sort of things, then, then I think a light smack is, is an OK way for children to understand that something's a bit more serious. Whether the rest of New Zealand agrees will become clear when the votes are counted tonight. And even though this referendum has no power to change the law, it does have the community fired up. Absolutely, I voted yes. I wanted to send a clear message to those of a fundamentalist disposition who believe that they have some kind of God-given voices within their head ability to treat children as property and chattels. That's not how we treat human beings. As part of good parenting, it's fine, and I don't think that it will stop people beating their children who do anyway. I agree that it's old-fashioned entirely, and I don't think that it has any place in um, modern society. Green MP Sue Bradford was at the helm of repealing the law and making it illegal for parents to use force against their children back in 2007. She says tonight's vote count won't provide an objective picture of community attitudes. How that's expressed tonight will be fundamentally flawed, whatever the result. Even if we had a good result on our side, I still think it will be flawed because the referendum question was so flawed. And while many voters agree the referendum question was confusing... I have actually voted, but I know people that have spoilt their vote in protest. The man behind it all, Larry Baldock, is confident tonight's result will vindicate him and the referendum's $9 million price tag. People have voted and now it's time to say, look, if it's time to change the law and let parents have their authority back. Meanwhile, John Key says he will pay attention to the referendum outcome, but it won't make him change the law. New Zealand police will release new figures early next week to show whether that 2007 law change has had any impact on violence against children. Now, the police say they have deliberately withheld those figures so as to not have any impact or influence on the way people have voted. Laura, thank you. Things are not looking good for my side against smacking, a yes voter. Overwhelmingly, the final results of the $9 million referendum that took place two years after the law was changed to supposedly ban smacking, 87.6% voting no for smacking. Just amazing. Absolutely, overwhelmingly for smacking. That's basically 9 out of every 10 New Zealanders who voted in this referendum. Voter turnout was 54%. Just over 1.6 million votes were cast, about 1.3 million were for smacking. The places most against smacking were Auckland and Wellington, the two largest cities in New Zealand. Both had about 30% of people against smacking, only about 70% for smacking, which is very high compared to the rest of the country, where 80-90% to 90 were for smacking. 
The places with the highest proportion of no voters, force-making, were rural areas, including the Clutha Southland area, which is rural Southland, the province I live in. Invercargill City, where I actually live, was different, but by less than a percentage point. My city, Invercargill, had 57.4% voter turnout, with 92.17% force-making, and just a tiny 7.48% against. Amazing. 23,596 people were force-making, and just 1,915 against making here in Invercargill. So, that's how I am one of the Invercargill 1915. I'll think I'll have to make one of the Invercargill 1915 t-shirts, so we can recognise each other in public. I knew this referendum would go this way, but it's still shocking to see how outnumbered my position was. I'm sure the question itself has much to do with this, but even then, people feel smacking is a parent's right, and that not being allowed to smack children is giving the child yet another right and taking away the parent's power. That's a common feeling in New Zealand, that the bad people are running amok, and hard-working people are being held back by a PC nanny state. However, the big thing about this referendum, it was non-binding, even if 100% of the voters wanted the law changed back to supposedly allow smacking again, then the government of New Zealand didn't have to change anything. And, so far, John Keir said he won't change the law. People are very annoyed about this. Apparently, the no-vote leaders are very upset, but looking out my window, 92% of my city hasn't formed a mob with pitchforks to get me. Not yet. So, John Key, the new Prime Minister of New Zealand, will have no doubt lost an enormous amount of support thanks to not changing the law. He says that he feels the law is working. The man on the street says he's being, being arrogant and not listening to roughly 90% of the voting public. However, even if the law were to be changed, would another referendum need to be held? And how much would that cost? And, the side force-making, the leaders have a very different idea about what smacking should be. At least one right-wing MP believes in using a tool, what I'd call a weapon, like a wooden spoon or ruler, as he believes it gives the attacker, or in his words, parent, better control of what they are doing. In my words, better striking abilities over the child they are hitting. I'll play this news piece about a new possible law change. An attempt to revisit the anti-smacking legislation in Parliament has fallen at the first hurdle. A private member's bill which seeks to reinstate the defence of reasonable force has been selected by ballot, the luck of the draw. But as Charlotte Tonkin reports, it's doomed to fail. For a few hours today, ACT MP John Poscarwin and the opponents of the anti-smacking law had something to smile about. His bill seeking to revoke the law was to get a hearing. It's an amazing timing. Less than a day after the final results of the smacking referendum came through demanding a law change, the campaign looked like it had more oxygen. But the Prime Minister quickly suffocated any fresh hope. The National Party will be voting against the bill. Uh, it's our view that the law is working. So the bill is effectively dead, and the architect of the 2007 anti-smacking law change is happy with that. I don't feel like I can rest as long as this debate continues. It's obviously going to go on for a wee while yet. 
Um, I sometimes think I may be debating this issue to the day I die. John Key says he's dealt with the smacking debate by signalling changes on Monday. He says there won't be a law change unless he decides it's not working. Charlotte Tonkin, 3 News. So, that bill was thrown out. It came to nothing, just like the $9 million referendum. Most people in New Zealand are for smacking, apparently, and yet the government won't change back the law that supposedly bans smacking your children. Nothing seems like it will change, except perhaps the people who voted right-wing MP John Key into power will not vote for him again. That's certainly what they are threatening to do. But, who will they vote for then? There's really only the minor ACT party against the law change, and it's hard to believe ACT getting in by itself. Who knows? It's sure going to be interesting to see the government try and win people's support again. My outro will be a special clip from Deborah Morris Travers. Thank you for listening. You can find the script for this episode, as well as downloads for every episode of J Won't Dart's podcast at jwontdart.blogspot.com. If you want to contact me, even just to say you listened, send an email to jwontdart at gmail.com, jwontdart at gmail.com. I'd appreciate it. Have a super happy day. Bye. In the referendum on smacking, about 47% of New Zealanders voted no in answer to the question, should a smack as part of good parental correction be a criminal offence in New Zealand? The Prime Minister has responded well to the, to the referendum, saying that he will pursue non-legislative initiatives designed to reassure parents. Parliamentarians need to know that we support them and the measures they are taking to retain the current law, and they also need to hear from us about the need for investment in positive parenting. Write to your MP, continue to be active, continue to speak positively about the legal protection children are granted under the child discipline law and help people understand that you can raise children that are happy, healthy, responsible and well behaved without hitting them. This is about a major social change and we can achieve it if we all work together.